This is episode number 66 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I talked with Brian Campbell, Chris Bellamy, and Fox Watterson, some of our core members, about the heart of worship leading, but also the importance of preparation and, and being an artist. Um, Chris and Brian just got back from creation, and were doing some incredible worship leading during all the sessions, and um, it was just really neat to hear their heart on Periscope, and so we got together and did a podcast about it. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 66. All right, this is Chris Bellamy. I'm here with Brian Campbell, Fox Watterson, and Ryan Loshi from the Church Collective. And um, we started a Periscope um, where we were talking about um, the the difference in mindset between uh, worship leader and artist. And it was a great topic because um, this past week, Brian Campbell... Um, was leading worship at Creation Fest, which is one of the largest uh, Christian festivals in the, in the world. Um, and I was playing guitar with him, and um, it's interesting seeing the difference between um, you know having the mindset of an artist and having the mindset of a worship leader, and kind of balancing those two things. Um, so, um, Brian, how do you? balance um being an artist and a worship leader man i think what we were talking about last week when we we had that periscope conversation was um the reality that for every every person whether they're leading in a local church or um leading in in like a, a touring capacity um has to balance those things and there's an artistry side and and by that it means that there's a creative element there's something that you're creating as an artist um to communicate through art a truth of of who god is what what he's done what he's doing the relationship that's available to people um and so you're you're doing that with your sets and and um the way that you present um, the songs and, and uh, the, the whole choice on a Sunday morning or on a on a night or any of those things. Um, and the reality is, is, is we got we have both of those things in place. But um, I think what we were talking about and where I'd like to focus on is really like vision um, when you're leading a worship set. There's all sorts of planning that goes into it, and um, there's definitely varying levels of artistry. And, and for a um, you know, if you're a touring band or if you're, if you're traveling around, like there, are, there's artistry as, as a big part of what you do. Um, but in a worship service, there's something about that where it's, um, maybe, maybe we have crafted something, maybe I've prepared something, um, created this experience, but then as we're leading that experience, we're actually, we're just, um, picking up the basin and the towel and we are just serving and, um, we're, we're kind of abandoning our artistry in the midst of that. And um, there may be some people who want to argue that and be like, well, no, you have artistry in the midst of it too. But, and, and you do, but I think it's, it's something more where you, you live in a place of rest in that artistry as you, as you lead worship. And then your focus is really on that serving and the, and the worship kind of side. So what we talked about last week was just the, the real abandon that you give when you, when you're an artist, as a worship artist, you're saying, I'm laying this part down, um, when I'm when I'm leading a worship service, so that I can serve and so that I can minister, and um, and I think um, the more that we do that, the, the more effective our artistry actually is too. And that I think that's what we saw last week. Yeah, I, de- I definitely notice um, 
awesome reactions from people just talking to people um, between the sets, um, saying that the the worship was just amazing. Um, and I enjoyed um, how we would do our devotions in the morning, and we would specifically talk about that. Like we're we're going to be lay down the artist side and and the performance side, um, and really just dive into worship and just kind of be very vulnerable. Um, and I think people responded amazingly. Okay. If if I could hop in there too, give like practically what did that look like to to lay down your artistry and really like dig into worship? I'd love to hear like brass tacks. What did that What did that look like for you guys? Yeah, well, one maybe maybe to kind of set that up too. One of the things that was really interesting was again and again. So we've been doing creation for the last three years, and, and it's been amazing, um, and have had great teams. You know, everybody ministry wise, their heartbeats have been there. But um, what consistently came up this year was that um, our team and the experiences that we were were setting up in worship, the times of worship, were next level. That there there was a new level of of worship going on at the festivals, and I I think part of that was was our team and the musicianship and the caliber of players that we had. But I also think part, a big part of it was just um, a focus and, and, and a heartbeat to really say that we're going we're gonna to set up um, times where people can really encounter God. And, and a lot of times, um, I think it, as, as artists, and I'm speaking specifically to, to artists right now, that um, Christian artists have to juggle and feel like they have to juggle this thing between um, – their artistry, which which kind of translates to maybe a promotion or to a um, a communicating of a, of a certain thing they feel that they have to do, and and a, a worship side of it where they're they're serving and they're 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 just doing that, and um and I think this year for us the big shift was just completely abandoning the 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 maybe the marketing, the promotional kind of side of it and just saying, we're going to just so focus completely 110% on, on this is Jesus. And um, the, the verse that kind of came to mind for that was um, uh, Paul talking and he says, I, I, I knew nothing among you except Christ and Christ crucified, or we knew nothing among you except Christ and Christ crucified. And I think that, that message that, that all we know is Jesus that this is who he is and this is what he's done for us, and we're just going to stay in that place, um, that's enough. That that message is enough to transform lives. And when we do that, it's it's amazing how simple it really is to gauge people in worship. If we're doing that, and, and we've prepared, you know, we've prepared on the excellence level, and we had a, a 12-hour practice before we went into the festival, all that stuff, but... Um, when we got to the festival, all we knew was Christ and Christ crucified. That 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 Christ crucified in us. That our lives, um, you know, our lives laid down at the cross, and and just trusting that God's God's enough. And um, for me, I think it was incredible to see personally the impact that that had in people's lives. Um, it was just there was a different um, tone. There was a different. Um, vision for the worship times and people were so ready ready to get into that um and i think i think personally that that a lot of people are really hungering for that your church isn't looking for um performance or it's not looking for even even clever artistry a lot of times they're really looking for um 
meeting with Jesus in a, in a way that is authentic and it's real and it's life changing. Yeah, for me, for me, um, as a guitar player, I I was thinking the whole time, I want to get past the music. Um, so I wanted to get the music or my playing to a certain level of preparation where I could completely not think about it at all once we got, you know, on the platform. Um, because I wanted to be at a point where I could not think about my playing and concentrate on, um, you know, we talked about before, I like to be praying while, while on the platform. And so, um, like I felt like we got to a point musically where I could be really playing, but not thinking about it and, and concentrating on praying. Um, I was lifting Brian up in prayer, like while he's singing, while we're playing, I'm just like praying for him. Um, I'm noticing people, um, that are really breaking in, in the crowd, you know, and just, just picking random people that look like they just really are, are, um, you know, wrestling and just praying for them. Also, I was praying for um, Stephanie, the, the, the female vocalist that we had. Um, but I, I feel like if if I'm not comfortable with the music and I'm focused on my playing, then I can't get to that space where I'm really in prayer and I'm really like, um, you know, lifting everybody up. And, and, and I don't feel like I'm 100%, you know, engaging and, and worshiping if, I, if I'm focused on playing the music. So well, another thing, sorry, another thing that I, I did enjoy about this team was it wasn't like a switch that turned on once we hit the stage. It, it was like the, our attitude and what we talked about the entire week was the same on and off stage. So it never was like, okay, here we go. Come on guys, let's pray because we're about to go on stage, let's get our hearts right, let's prepare, you know, it was it was kind of like, we never even had to do that, because it was, we were constantly praying, constantly doing devotions, constantly talking about, you know, the the event, and, and people, and it just, the, the switch never turned off, yeah. so that, that was awesome for me. That's super, super important, and I think even, I mean, we're talking, playing at Creation, like, big festival preparing for that but even just in the local context like so what does that mean for the worship leader is that you're connecting with your team you're leading them in devotions you're you're keeping close to god personally um i think that that that's really been one of the themes we hit in a lot of our interviews a lot of our conversations with everybody our worship leadership can only be as good as our personal relationship with god again our identity conferences and everything like it's all about that personal relationship and then you shepherd worship leader that's listening to this it's about how you're helping your team connect with god and uh man it's just so true like it, it, god god just does he does what he does if we just spend our time with him i know that we we talk about that all the time brian which is just so cool to see it happening yeah i mean i think like um a lot of times we get this idea in our heads of, of this is this is powerful worship and and this powerful experience, which I think is great. Um, but what Chris said is exactly the things that can what he touched on. Those are the things that that can really hijack or, or hinder or diminish those times. It's it's our preparation. If we haven't prepared well for for what we're doing, then it's it's hard to let go in the midst of it. Um, if you feel, I, I think, as a worship leader. Many of us have felt times where we're like carrying a team 
and the feeling of carrying musicians through songs and being like, we're, we're three beats away from a train wreck or, <laughs> you know, any of those things. And if that's the place where we're at, um, and that's not a spiritual thing as much as it is just a preparation thing, that if, if musicianship-wise, if we've taken a time and our teams have taken a time where we know the songs, we know where we're going, there's so much more freedom to just be lost in that place and to let go and to trust each other in it, and and that creates rest, which does translate to spiritual things. Um, and then at the same time, you know, having having in those those times that what we want to see happen on stage, if if that's not being modeled in our lives, then it's going to be it's going to feel contrived if we're just turning something on to to um, uh, you know enter into a place of worship or spiritual encounter with God. Yeah. It has to come from those places of you know um, personal time, devotion with the Lord, de- worship that all that stuff. Um, yeah, like I've been uh, lately, I've been reading a uh, a going through a um, a Bible plan and it's a Bible reading plan. And a buddy of mine, um, just kind of challenged me to, to get on it. And I failed miserably. It's a 90 day plan and I'm on day 55, nice. but I'm also, I've also read halfway through the Bible in a place where I never would have without it. Yeah. And so kind of aiming high, hitting high kind of deal, finding those times in the ways where we can, um, get, get ourselves engaged in a lifestyle of, of transformation and then from that place, then then worship is just going to flow from it. Yeah. I'd like to hit the musical side, too. I've got um, one of my mentors, Stan Endicott. If you don't know him, you should look him up. But he always talks about how the most effective worship leaders, musicians, are the ones that practice like crazy and, and prepare themselves so that by the time they actually hit the stage, um, he always likens it to like when you're seeing somebody do improv or jazz or, or they seem like they're going off the mm-hmm. script, they're really not going off the script um, or, or they're able to get off the script because they are so well prepared. So I, I see that in worship leadership too. Like if you know yourself, like you said, you guys spent 11 hours practicing. You did so much time, so much work musically that you were able to get up there and focus on the other things. And I think that's just something you, you have to grind for, for the musician worship leader that's listening. Like you just need to do that. Um, and that, that, that in and of itself is a, a, uh, a spiritual thing too, because you're kind of offering up the effort towards God and then he takes it and makes it way bigger than you could have done in the first place. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. For, for me, I, it was funny because, um, the, the day before I left for creation, I, I also played with, uh, artist Jeremy Rosado from American Idol. Um, and so I had to learn, um, a whole album of his, um, including the, like 40 songs that Brian sent me for creation fest. Um, so I had two weeks, um, to, to learn that and a little bit more time with, with Brian songs. But so what I did was I alternated days. I would do one day, Jeremy stuff, one day, Brian stuff. And I would just spend the whole day, um, with, with those songs on a playlist. Um, I would listen to them in my car I would listen to them with every, everything I would do. I would have them on my phone being like my phone never stopped. And I even slept with, with the, with the songs on repeat, like next to my bed. Nice. Um, but just wow. getting That's like- where I knew, um, <laughs> I knew the songs inside out. And then, um, and then I would just, you know, try, 
try as much as I could to actually play with my guitar with the songs. But you know that being busy, it's it's hard. But at least the songs were going through my head, you know, every single day, yeah. well, alternating. But um, and so then after I played the the show with Jeremy Rosado, then it was I could focus one hundred percent on the the um, creation set. And so I just had it on repeat, you know, like it literally, my phone never stopped playing it. So that's, that's kind of what I do. Yeah. Um, and my yeah. wife, she kind of puts up with it, but <laughs> <laughs> thankfully she enjoys worship music. Sure. When I had, when I had a mentor in high school, um, his name was Doug Lake. Hi, Doug, if you're listening to this. But uh, he was a drummer at the church uh, that I was at and he would, he said he like wouldn't listen to music in the car. He would just, um, play a metronome and tap beats on his steering wheel while he went. And I thought that was the strangest thing when I was younger. But the more I look back on that, I'm like, man, that is like serious preparation. That's taking opportunity, like using the time he's in the car to actually work on his craft. And he was just, I mean, a phenomenal drummer. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that the work that goes into preparing for leading worship makes you a better worship leader, not just musically, but also spiritually. If you can prepare the way that that these guys have talked about preparing to lead worship, then you can go on that platform and be in a complete state of surrender to Jesus and allow him to flow through you to lead the people in worship without having you focused on, is the turn coming up? What chords are there? Is this a minor seventh? What What's happening next? Yeah. Where am I in the music? Um, what tempo is this at? Is there a track underneath this? I can't hear the track. It's only in my left ear. Why is it not stereo? <laughs> if you can, if you can surrender all of these things, you don't have to call me out on that I'm box. Sorry. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just throwing out an example. <laughs> but if if you can prepare so that when you mm-hmm. step on that platform, then you can give everything that you have to Jesus, and you can give everything you have to the people without having to worry about. Oh my gosh, I think I'm going to screw up this. Uh, without having to worry about, I don't know what's coming next. Because you did your due diligence, you prepared, you honored God in your preparation so that mm-hmm. you can honor God through the worship. Yeah, that's great. The um, that was that was something that kind of stuck out to me on this this particular trip as well was what do people need? Um, not necessarily what they want, but what they need, and um, and how how many times it really does resonate. One of the things that really stuck out to me this last week was um, asking that that question: What do people need to hear in worship versus what they want to hear? Um, where are people at, and and what's the spiritual need in their lives that that God is speaking in that moment, and to that group of people? And how can I communicate that effectively? And how can our team communicate that effectively? And really approaching it from that that perspective was really how we we hit all the. Um, the sets for for this festival and through the summer, really looking at and asking the Lord God, what do you want to speak to these people? What is it that that you want your people to hear, and um, how can we communicate that effectively in the way we're saying it, um, the way what we're saying, how we're saying it, all that stuff. So there's a tremendous opportunity for the local worship leader too to just take that to heart, and I mean, you have the opportunity to do this because. You're, you're seeing your team week in, week out. Like you can spend time with them and you can work towards what does God want out of our worship ministry? What does he want out of our church service? Um, you got any other local worship leader advice in that, Brian, too? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a great point that um, 
there's a lot of, especially there's so many great worship teams that are, are based out of local churches or have started churches as a result now, all sorts of stuff like that. And it's great. Um, but I think it is a really good uh, question to ask as a team and as a church, what is God asking us to be? Not necessarily what is God speaking as, as like us to be like this group or that like this group, whatever, but what, it, what specifically has God put in us to carry to the world and how do we do that? Well, how do we do that in a way that, that is, is completely us, you know, the way that, that God has made us to be and and likely it'll be parts of other things, but it's, it's a unique way that God is doing that hmm. in our community and, and what he's doing. And, and it's worth, it's worth having those discussions as a team and as a ministry. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, head over to thechurchcollective.com and connect with us. We want to connect with you, and we want to connect you with others. God bless.